your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Eric from Sparta is already calling. The show hasn't even started yet. I, I just wonder. Well, I want to know. I want to know what he's what he wants to talk about before I even talk about anything. Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I am a selfish person. Okay. I am a selfish person. You're taking over the show before I even start. Well, I'm going to tell you this, Rick. I'm going to tell you something. Does Mitch Rails ever call you or talk to you anymore? Yeah. That's not called. Does Mitch Rails ever call in and talk to you at all? Does he ever? Anyway, forget that. <laughs> I'm, a selfish, I'm a selfish person, but I'll tell you one thing. I will never go outside my house, go into any uh, populated place without a mask. And people who do that do not wear a mask when they go out. They're spreading the disease. I don't care what they say. They're spreading the disease. Thanks. All right. Eric from Sparta. Eric from Sparta kicking off the show with uh, some more mask talk. There was there was some interesting some interesting mask talk. This was a I, – I don't know what to think of this. This is Representative Louis Gomer. I, I, I can't help but wonder – if by keeping a mask on and keeping it in place that if I might have uh, put uh, some germs, some virus, some of the virus onto the mask and breathed it in. I- <laughs> so so he, he uh, was going to get on Air Force One with Donald Trump, but then he got the virus. They, they tested him and, uh, yeah, you have the virus, man. <laughs> and so his excuse... Because he's been one of these people that refuses to wear a mask. He's been out on the floor and, and just, he, so he hasn't been wearing a mask ever. And now he says because he put a mask on at some point that the mask must have had some virus on it. Hey, you can't wear the same mask all the time. You got to like wash it off. And maybe don't, you know, like when little kids just switch their underwear inside out because they don't want to wear new underwear. You know, you can't just switch your mask <laughs> inside out and wear the other side. That's the bad side. You can't, maybe he did that. Um, Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy called him this. You want to be able to trace it, put him out, and just as uh, Congressman Covid, uh, Congressman Louis Gomer says that Congressman Covid, he called him Congressman Covid. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. These are the people that are uh, running our country. <laughs> These people, what's going on? Uh, Lacrosse County Health Department came out with the numbers. They had their their meeting again today. A little public briefing. I, I, I would call it a press briefing, but the public is is in on. You could just watch it on Facebook Live and our Wisdom Facebook page every day, Monday, Wednesday at two thirty. Uh, nine cases today, so we're at the new norm. Is nine is good, right? Under ten is good, and when we get like fifteen, twenty, that's real bad. When you know a couple month and a half ago, three was bad, and zero was like, come on, what are we doing? 608-785-7914. In just a little bit. I'm going to bring on Robin Moses, the executive director of Downtown Main Street. We're going to talk about what's being called the Outdoor Cafe Program. And it doesn't, it's, I, I don't think it's the greatest name unless I just have the idea of it wrong. But essentially, we're going to put the markets on the street. We're going to do a public market, but on the street. So you know how we talk about that? that I think it's called a public market, right? Where we're just going to have this year-long farmer's market, essentially. But it's called the public market. So it sounds like we're going to try to do this now as businesses obviously are struggling downtown and on on the north side. What is it called? Uptown? Is that what we're calling the north side? And, you know, people don't want to go into restaurants because obviously COVID, Congressman COVID, maybe he was at a restaurant. I don't know. But uh, so 
the idea here and the city council and a couple of committees are going to meet about this tomorrow. They're going to kick it off at 445, so we're going to be competing uh, with them. Maybe I'll play it a little bit during the show. I did that uh, the last county meeting. And, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have this idea of, of just putting the market on the street. It's a, it's a great idea. We probably could have did it in April or May or June <laughs> or July because it's not going to be done in July either, right? It's July 29th. We've got three days left in July. So uh, August. We'll maybe have it for August, but then if you – I wonder how, how many hoops businesses will have to jump through to, to get their – business on the street or on the sidewalk or how much it would cost. Maybe Robin can answer some of these questions. I hope she can. And, um, you know, there was, there's a, there's a little alcohol provision there where, where businesses can, um, request expansion of their alcohol license. And I just wonder, like, like, I'm just trying to think of a, a business that's not a bar downtown. Is there any, I don't go to any. That aren't bars, <laughs> but could you imagine like a clothing store downtown? What is it, Duluth? Duluth trade? The, the Duluth store? I can't think of it. I never go in there. Uh, but but they just open up their their business and and apply for an alcohol license. They put their business out on the street and then apply for an alcohol license. So you can you can uh, sell alcohol there at the Duluth Trading Company. Is that what it's called, Trading Company? Uh, number three is calling in. Hey, number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Are they going to have time to hire a consultant? I think that's what they did already. I think maybe uh, they got one by you. Did they? Well, I'll ask Robin, but they might have got one by you because there's a nice, uh, what's called a PDF. It's a it's a 16 page document, and oh uh, you God. know, colorful pictures, real you know, real nice. So I'm imagining that a consultant did that. It could have been the city. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I will say it is 16 pages. But four of the, those pages are pictures. And one page is a table of contents, and one page is the cover photo. So, well, no wonder Main Street got a grant from the government in the paper this morning. Okay, they got some of that free money. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, and I, I was listening to some more of the quotes that Brad had today with the, uh, the parking consultant, and I thought that was interesting. I might tackle that at the end, uh, the second half of the show here, uh, which you're always into. I think, even though you don't park downtown. No, I, I'll tune in later on. Then, okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks for the All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, text me a question. 608-785-7914. Robin Moses, Executive Director of Downtown Main Street, is on with me right now. Hi, Robin. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'd like our little uh, one-minute uh, pre-show meeting on, on what to do sure. <laughs> during the break there. Uh, a, a mad scramble to see. Um, but obviously, we want to talk about what do I have the name right? An outdoor cafe program? Um, yeah, it's our outdoor dining program. Um, it really is something that um, we've been working closely with the city of Lacrosse on and their planning department to create an opportunity for our small businesses, our restaurants, and cafes to expand dining capacity into the outdoors. Okay, and now is it just reserved for restaurants and bars? Can can other stores, like a clothing store, like throw their, you know, some of their stuff out on the sidewalk or in other places, right into the street, if you can block off sections of the street? Um, they can apply for that. Right now, we got permission early in the year for our retail stores to be able to expand out to the sidewalk. So every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through October, um, retail stores or anybody can use the sidewalks. 
um, cafes already have the ability to do a sidewalk cafe. What this program does is expand it even more. So sidewalk cafes can be extended not only in front of your business, but if you have the cooperation of your neighbor, you can expand in front of their business. And then the biggest new thing is to expand in the actual parking spaces. So the parking spaces, although they're always very valuable, right now we need to try to help our businesses to expand opportunities, especially for cafes, um, to kind of meet their indoor dining capacities by creating more space outdoors because they're limited to how many people they can have indoors. And not only that, but the consumer confidence is higher for people to eat outdoors than indoors. And so we just really need to kind of meet the challenges of this pandemic and create creative opportunities for businesses to still be successful. Now, uh, you, you said you, you had done, you'd done a little bit of this with the sidewalks back how, many, wh- wh- how long ago? Um, in June, I believe, at the beginning of June, um, we worked with the Board of Public Works to expand out onto the sidewalks. Okay. And so we do have some businesses that are taking advantage of that already. Okay, and then, um, well, there, there, you know, the city just released this parking study, or didn't release it, but was, uh, you know, presented by Rich and Associates. It says, hey, we've got plenty of parking in the streets. Nobody's using the ramp, so why not? This this plan that you guys, uh, not you guys, but the, the city's going to meet on tomorrow sounds like it, it should be good to go because there's there's obviously parking, and we're not going to steal anyone's parking spots to, to put, uh, you know, bars and restaurants and businesses out there. Well, I think the important thing that people have to know is there is parking in the parking ramps. They're underutilized, and I know everyone likes to park right in front of a business, but I think that if people really consider how they can best support our businesses, it's to use the parking lots, or rather parking ramps, and that way we can expand um, into the street and sidewalk a little bit to just create these opportunities to support our local small businesses. Now, the most important aspect of this, I think, was uh, businesses can request like an expansion of their alcohol or, you know, liquor license, you know, to be able to, to, to serve out on the street. Is that, is that kind of how that works? Yeah, that is one of the challenges that we had getting this done a little faster. There's You know, we're a community that, you know, always has concerns about alcohol consumption and for many reasons, rightfully so. But I think at a time like this, we need to be able to be flexible to provide these opportunities. So this plan does, if passed um, tomorrow, would allow for the alcohol license to be expanded into the outdoor space. We've already. Um, And that's. Go ahead. Oh, we've already waived fees for that, right? Like for alcohol licenses or, or lowered the fees significantly? Or was that just on Alaska? No, the city of La Crosse has been incredibly supportive with lowering fees, reducing them, um, and also helping with things like curbside pickup, reduced parking permits for um, part-time employees. And there's been a lot of programs that we've worked with the city on and that have really helped right now during this time. Can, can Duluth Trading Company apply for a liquor license and then start selling alcohol on the street too? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Why not? And then they wouldn't even have to, uh, it wouldn't even cost them that much because a lot of the fees are I'm not sure if that would be the way to go. (laughs) Then they're just competing with all the bars and everyone, it's pandemonium out there. Everyone's selling beer. Um, I mean, I think this is a proven method. Um, It's already happening in Madison. It's happening across the nation. It happened in 1918 during the pandemic. 
You know, people move their dining rooms outdoors. They fill the streets and sidewalks, and because that was, you know, known to be safer, and, and that's what we're trying to do is create a safer environment and an environment where people can come and still support these businesses that badly need their support. We're talking with Robin Moses, Executive Director of Downtown Main Street, Inc., in downtown lacrosse uh one of the cooler parts of this too i think is uh, i think what you're calling a cafe zone where we where we block off like an entire block right and and then uh we just have a party in the streets well it's not a party it's an outdoor dining <laughs> social so distance party we're still not encouraging um mass people to be close together that's important to note um but there is an opportunity so let's say on lower main street um, that block has, you know, three or four active restaurants right now. If they wanted to close that block, like maybe on a Friday night or a Saturday night, they could request to do some closed street events. And, you know, that's something that we'll be looking at. That's just a, an, an added option. How hard would it be to, you know, even just the one way? Because if you're coming from the Onalaska area, and I, not that I want to see more traffic on the road that I work on, but if you just blocked off Third Street right there, and everyone turned right and went down Second Street, it's nice and easy, and you know, and, and maybe you just did that the whole time. Is that is that in the works at all, or is that a little ridiculous? Taking out all of Main Street right there. Yeah, no, I think it would be the cafe zones would be limited. You know, we still need to have our traffic flow, our state highways. Those create different challenges. So, I mean, I think that we're looking at doing cafe zones for special circumstances. Um, not necessarily for a full-time situation because we still have to have traffic flow. We still have to have parking at times. And I think that this is a good way um, to find um, a middle ground that it can be done. Um, the other important thing to note is this is not just for downtown Lacrosse. This is for the whole city of Lacrosse, And it also incorporates opportunities for a standing restaurant with its own parking lot to expand outdoors into the parking lot because they're facing the same challenges. They may have a little bit more real estate to be able to do that, but right now they can't go into their parking lot. And so this will provide the opportunity for them to do that as well. Now we've kind of gone on a roller coaster with cases in the county. There was a big stretch there where we had 20 cases or more, I think 11 day stretch. Uh, Before that it was like three or four and now it's kind of, you know, 18 one day, nine the next how tough has it been on downtown businesses? Because that you know, there's there's probably not a ton of confidence uh, from people to to go into businesses when the when the case count is is fluctuating like that. You know, that is the real the real challenge. Um, our our restaurant businesses for sure have been on a roller coaster because um, you know everyone was able to maybe make it for a few months and kind of you know really try to work together with the community, but now. You know, those that have tried to open, um, you know, they've, they've had to shut down again if there's been cases or just the, 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 the situation with um, the confidence in the community. And certainly there's also a certain amount of, of public shaming that happens on social media against businesses. And so um, it's difficult. These are difficult choices to make, and they're choices that each person in a family makes as far as um, how confident they are to go out and to support businesses, whether it's to shop retail or to eat at a restaurant or to do takeout. And so as an organization, we're just trying to provide those opportunities for our businesses to be successful and still create a safe environment for the community. Now, Downtown Main Street, Inc., 
I, I don't know if you represent all the businesses in downtown, but you 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 represent quite a few. Have you have you all have ever had a conversation about hey we should maybe have a downtown mask mandate or just something in in that that regard because that seems to be the trend the way most states are going as in communities. Yeah, I mean, I think that we've done a lot of promotion to mask up. We have signs. We made signs for all of our businesses. We gave out hand sanitizer to all of our businesses. Um, they had the choice to take the mask up signs or to, to say the masks required. Um, but we've certainly been encouraging um, our businesses to, to wear masks when they're serving um, customers. In fact, on this program... Um, and on our on our street, um, our sidewalk sale that's coming up next week, they are required to wear masks if they're participating in these programs. And so for any of the um, initiatives that we're leading, we are requiring masks for those. Um, what they do within their own business, you know, we can't control that. Um, I do think that we need to look to the county and the city for some of those um, encompassing initiatives. Um, La Crosse County has um, a really great program out right now about check the spread, and that encourages businesses to wear masks. And it requires it for those businesses that are signed up on that program, which we have supported and, and we are in partnership with. Have you have you found, I, I talked about this maybe last week, the idea that, you know, if you had a state order mask mandate like Minnesota just did last week, if it, it would be easier on business owners because then, you know, certain businesses, maybe they have the owners or the workers are just in that category where they don't, they can't get the virus. They don't, but they want to be open. So it's very risky for them to, to be working. But, you know, so trying to enforce a mask order in their business while their neighbors aren't is going to maybe force some people to, to, you know, look down upon that business or whatever. But if there was a sweeping mandate, you know, either across the state or across La Crosse County, the, the onus would be off the individual business because, hey, we're not requiring it. And you could just point to the governor. You could point to someone else and blame them when, when people complain. It would make it easier. And I've had a lot of businesses that have shared that they had wished um, that we would do that on the city or the county level or the state level because they are in that tough situation. Um, I will tell you that almost all of our businesses are requiring masks for their employees and when they're servicing the public. Um, I don't think that there's a business I've walked into downtown where the people in that business are not wearing masks. So I think that most of us have moved to that. We've certainly encouraged it, um, you know, and, and certainly it would be easier if, if some of those decisions were made by someone else. I would agree on that. And then, uh, obviously, we the the whole point of this conversation was about the outdoor cafe program, and uh, you know, with implementing that, there's two committees tomorrow meeting and the city council. Uh, how many hoops would a business have to jump through? You know, when you when you talk about regulations and stuff like that, just to get to the point where they could throw stuff on the sidewalk or on not at the sidewalk, uh, in the parking stalls on the street or in the street. Well- well, we'll work closely with our businesses in the city. Um, we've already been working very closely to help create this program. But there are three there are three forms that they have to fill out. If um, one is for the program, another is for encroachment, and then the other is for to extend their liquor license. So there are three forms, um, fairly simple, um, and there are people who are here to help them. Um, probably some of the other challenges, if they're going to take over a, a parking spot, is, you know, if they're getting new tables and chairs, that's a challenge. Um, there are some fencing requirements, kind of some safety fencing to kind of keep things um, 
to kind of together. Um, we've worked closely with the city. We have located um, some bike racks that we're going to make available for our businesses that can serve as fences. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's getting really creative. Everyone has been just amazing. You know, this community supports each other. You know, I called up Pat Stevens, which a lot of people know in the community, and he said, call Art Fahey. He's got, you know, a whole bunch of bike racks that could work for fencing. So, you know, this is how the community makes things happen. People work together. And, um, you know, I think that the, the, the council is going to um, support this program. They've been very supportive um, on everything that we've worked with them on already. And, um and and I believe that together we can we can make a difference here locally. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of things happening. Um, everything from here, from grant programs that people have put together to support our small businesses, and it, it kind of has to start at home. I think uh, bike racks and binder twine that'll be that's fencing enough, right? <laughs> well, they actually already hook together, so oh, they're okay. interlocking. So well, we don't need the binder twine, but we, we that's a great sp- idea. We want to spread it out suggestion. a little bit. We we only have so many bike racks, so we want to spread it out. So a little binder twine in between if you need to. Well, uh, Robin, thinks, I guess they have like eighty of them. Oh, so. <laughs> where is Art keeping these in his backyard or what? <laughs> well, I don't know. We went. We took a drive out through a dusty road out by um, Isle La Plume to find them. So oh. <laughs> there's some amazing things back there. I could tell you stories. Oh wow! All right, Robin Moses, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. All right. That's Robin Moses, the executive director of Downtown Main Street, Inc. Tomorrow, Outdoor Cafe program is going to go up in front of two council committees and the city council to, to get voted on. And that begins at like 445 tomorrow. All right. We got it. We, we're running a little late. Scott's comment coming up and that Rick guy doing the news. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. We just finished talking with Robin Moses, the executive director of Downtown Main Street. If you want to listen to that conversation again or the show or any of the shows, yesterday we talked to a Boston Celtic, former Boston Celtic. No, I'm just kidding. Yesterday we talked to the lacrosse student, the lacrosse teachers union president, and just about reopening schools, John Havlicek. And uh, if you want to listen to that conversation, go to wizardnews.com slash podcasts. There's a whole bunch of things on there. Not just this show. Mike Hayes' interviews. That's the first thing you'll see on there. Lacrosse Talk interviews. Lacrosse Talk PM. All those shows. Cooley Region Cooks as well. You can check out those. And keep going The Plant Doctor on Saturday. You can listen to his. I wonder what The Plant Doctor will, will thinks about this seed story that Caitlin Riley wrote for wisdomnews.com. Um, I want to. I'm going to have her maybe come tomorrow, uh, call in tomorrow, and discuss that. The idea that the, there's just some group out there sending seeds to to homes, and then, I mean, it's weird, right? Like I'm kind of I, I love getting bulbs and seeds, and I'll throw them in the ground, and but usually I know where they come from. Uh, Joe's calling in. Joe, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, I was going to say, you know, in the 1840s in Louisville, they used to close off State and Queen Streets and have open markets like that. And that's how they moved their slaves around. So I'm going to have to say that because of people with white privilege like you and Robin, now I have to relive that history of the slave trade while you guys try to make it real again downtown. Okay. 
I uh, I wasn't. Full, I'm, I'm not totally up to uh, the the conspiracy you got there, Joe. Uh, Eric, you're back. Go ahead. I wish uh, Jen Rombolsky would order a mandatory Coney-wide mandatory um, mask law. mandate. Yep. You must wear a mask or you'll be fined 50 bucks. Eric, now, you're, Eric, you're out this. in Monroe County. What's Mon- Mon- Why won't you demand, demand that of the Monroe County Health Department? I would like that, too. I actually would, but I'm going to look across all the time. I, I demand that to the cross because it's sure enough of them. I demand that, too. This is necessary to stop this uh, plague that's coming to us. It's coming closer and closer. It's getting worse and worse. Lacrosse has got, they damn got a thousand cases. They got to solve that. That to do something to mitigate it and stop it. All right, thanks, wish- thanks, Eric. Six zero eight seventy five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Uh, caller, who is this? You're on the air. Hello. This is Tammy. Hey, Tammy, go ahead. Oh, I would just like to encourage everyone to call the Calacross County School Board and say our kids need to go back to real school, not virtual school. Okay, yeah, they uh, they they postponed uh, opening up in-person school about a month, right? They they made that decision on Monday. Yep. The school board, or I guess maybe the superintendent, told the school board that. Um, yeah, I, I, I they're understand. all elected officials too. Right. Well, I think the superintendent is the the person that that was responsible for that. I think he made the decision. It was a special school board meeting, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you, how do you feel about like I understand the problems with uh, having the kids home all day, and then you know parents are obviously a lot of them are back to work. So then, what do you do with your kids? And then do you send in the childcare? Because I don't think that's any better than than sending them to school. Maybe it's even worse if if they're you know the the because obviously somebody with childcare might not be able to uh, social distance with kids as well. I don't even know how that would work. But, uh, you know, there's... Well, even, even just the schooling. Well, yeah, well, that, it's... yeah, obviously, uh, it, I think um, last year when, not last school year, when they when they abruptly shut down, teachers had to scramble and to figure out how to do online schooling. I think they might be better prepared this time around, and they're going to do it a month and then see where it goes from there, so... Uh, I think maybe just give them a chance. I, I feel like teachers are scared at having 10, 20, 30 kids. I don't know how many kids are going to be in the classroom. And, you know, a lot of people are asymptomatic, so it's going to be hard to know if you would have the virus. We're obviously not testing enough. Jen Rambalski, Eric, Eric brought her up and, and the idea of having a, a mandate, just, you know, the county having a mask mandate in lacrosse. Uh, she talked about that a little bit. She also talked about schools and 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 how to you know the the planning there. So yeah, it's just it's so much unknown. Um, we've got a story on WKTY right now. Grant Bills wrote a story. The Holman football coach, who maybe more than any other football coach in the area, wants to play football because they win the conference or t- you know most years they're they're on top or number two in the conference. He said. They're not going to play football. Like that's not going to happen. They kicked the can down the road a month, and uh, you know the 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 WEAC, the conference that the UW Lacrosse is in, they've canceled fall sports already. So why would high school sports play? Um, yeah, just I, there's so many factors, but we all are in agreement that children in school, teachers teaching them, is better than them being at home and having parents try to either teach them or 
you know, parents are at work. So then what you're, your 10th grader, you're, you're depending on your 10th, 11th, 12th grader. I don't know how, how young do you let your kid stay home alone? 12 years old. Um, the idea of them, Hey, make sure you, you do your online schooling today. We're going to work. Bye. And, uh, here's a peanut butter sandwich. Hope you, <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to go back to the folks. Caller, who is this? You're on the air. Yeah. My name is TJ. Hey man. All right. Um, I'm actually really getting quite disgusted that one, even a station like this right here that we're on, will not put out the truth, the true statistics of what the status is of the true amount of cases of, uh, that are reported that are truly going to be COVID cases. Also, too, that the business owners downtown why were the streets made? The streets were made for the vehicles to go through. Why, oh why, do they want to now stop the vehicles from going through to put their businesses outside when they have a facility inside that could be perfectly used and used very safely at full capacity? Okay. As all the statistics have shown, the true statistics, and they can have their air-conditioned customers where they can be inside where they want to sit down. All right. Not How, what are going to sit outside? The county released nine Why? new cases today. Uh, Seven hundred sixty-seven people in total have had the virus. One hundred and eleven are still active. What are the true numbers? Okay. Now, if if they are true that they but truly no, do you have said, it, not not because they broke their leg and they went to the hospital. You said that they, they, the numbers got, aren't or true. They got the sniffles. Seven hundred sixty-seven cases. We have had about 35 hospitalizations in the county, 767 cases. What are the actual numbers? Okay. Now, if them are true. But what are the actual numbers? All right. You don't have them. If them are true. You just said they weren't true. So if they're not true, then what are the numbers? Like you're clearly uh, watching something or reading something that is is different than what, you know, 99% of the world is reading. Uh, 608-785-7914. Robin Moses called just a little while ago, kind of updated us on this outdoor cafe program. Uh, yeah, the idea of having people inside restaurants and, and bars is, is proven to spread the virus quite easily. Uh, even baseball teams, if you've noticed, <laughs> the Miami Marlins, one game in, boom. <laughs> All of a sudden, they've got double-digit players uh with the virus and they they the the whole team is quarantining out and getting tested and um yeah baseball is probably uh, the way it's going it doesn't it doesn't look hopeful unless unless they the players really discipline themselves uh 608-785-7914 is the number Southside tom i believe this is tom go ahead you're on the air uh, let me turn my radio off oh yeah uh, yeah uh rick what's the population of the county of lacrosse i don't know <laughs> it would be about a hundred thousand people. Okay, thousand percent. I mean, thousand people is how many percent of a hundred thousand? Go ahead. A thousand. You got about seven hundred cases. Did everybody get tested? Nope. Okay. The results are skewed. I agree with your previous caller. Yeah, we've got way doing the numbers right. We've got way more cases than 760. That's why we call them confirmed cases. <laughs> all right, thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. 
We wrap up the show. We'll be back after this at Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914. Talk and text line if you want to get in here. A couple minutes left before I run out of the studio. My hair on fire. <laughs> uh, we talked with Robin Moses tomorrow. Uh, Robin Moses, ex- executive director of Downtown Main Street Inc. Tomorrow, the outdoor cafe program that the city wants to implement or Downtown Main Street wants to implement in the city. Goes in front of the a couple of committees and the the city council as well, and we'll see if that passes tomorrow. I don't know why it wouldn't. Maybe some things wouldn't pass. I, I don't know. I don't see a, a whole lot of problem with it. We're putting the we're we're taking up a couple of parking spots downtown and maybe uptown in the city to put tables and. Maybe just like to sell some stuff so you you can kind of spread out your business a little bit better inside and then put some stuff outside and people want to people like eating outside anyway if it's not 90 degrees out it's been fairly nice out and you know around supper time it's pretty nice out I don't see any problem with that I don't want to eat outside but I don't really like going to eat in restaurants anyway so so I'm a weirdo um but so that'll go in front of the city council. I don't see how it doesn't pass. I, I was going to ask Robin why didn't we do this months ago? But you know they have they 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 already did the thing where you can sell stuff on the sidewalk, so that wasn't a big. It's not a big to do to to expand that a little bit, and maybe businesses are struggling even worse than anticipated as the the county case levels continue to rise. And you know what's going to happen in about a month, right? When college students come back. Because we've we've endured this rise in cases and fifty three percent now the latest numbers out of Lacrosse County fifty three percent of all the seven hundred and what yesterday's case count seven hundred fifty three cases maybe fifty three percent are um, twenty year olds twenty people in their twenties not twenty year olds people in their twenties and then I think it's twelve percent is people in their thirties and nine and a half percent is people in their fifties that have contracted the virus so far in the county. So I guess the number won't get skewed at all once college students come back because they're not co- they're not county residents. I, oh, I wonder how that's going to work because they're residents outside of county, right? Hmm. I don't know. So maybe the numbers won't jump unless all the county kids around here go to a different UW school and then go out to the bars there. You know, and contract the virus at UW River Falls bars, you know, bars out there, UW Stevens Point or somewhere, some other school, anywhere really, right? And then those health departments come back. Yeah, we had a couple of students. That would seem, that seems silly. Like maybe, uh, maybe they, maybe they change it. I mean, if they're a student in at UWL, they're living here, then they become county residents for that duration. I don't know. I should have asked Jen that. We should have had this conversation with myself uh, before the Lacrosse County Health Department meeting. You can watch that meeting on the Facebook, uh, the the WIZM Facebook page. It's up there. Um, she talked about schools. Uh, she didn't know the hospitalization number. I asked her that on Monday. She forgot to answer. I'm gonna have to send her an email. But total hospitalizations were 33 in Lacrosse last week, and. Don't know what they are this week because when the county reports say hey, five hospitalizations and they reported six on Monday, well, did we get one less or did we get five new ones? So, uh, 
I'm getting uh, secret information from an, an, an anonymous texter that says the uh, outdoor cafe program will pass tomorrow. I don't see why it wouldn't. When Duluth Trading Company, though, Gary, when they want to apply for a free liquor license, will they be able to do that? <laughs> um, we didn't even get to the parking thing, and number three was fired up to talk about it. But uh, I, I, I will probably talk about it maybe tomorrow. We'll see. I want to bring Caitlin on, talk about the weird seed story. Check out wisdomnews.com and read that seed story. There's somebody's sending random seeds around just without without provocation to, to residents, and you get a seed packet in the mail. If you happen to get a seed packet in the mail, don't open it. Don't plant the seeds. Why would you plant them? That seems silly. But um, that parking study that the city did, $100,000 parking study that they, they did last year, they, they implemented that, and it's just kind of come around. Um, some of the ideas that are coming out are just that, that Brad has reported on the last couple of days. Oh, well, we're going to expand the dollar an hour parking by UWL and, UD- and WTC because college students aren't paying the dollar an hour. They're just parking a couple more blocks down, and now the residents in those blocks are mad because there's no parking in front of their house. Really? You needed a parking study to do that? They also said put park, put uh, like colors on each of the parking ramp levels so people know where to, to get their car. They remember which... The parking ramp's like four stories isn't it four or five stories i can hit lock and unlock or my alarm button and figure out where my car is and these parking ramps are so small and then they said uh discounts for workers that work downtown into the parking garage so they get discounts for parking the parking garage uh we we came up with all these ideas i think except for the the color-coded thing all right that's all the time i got we'll be back tomorrow thanks for listening guys